Classically Awful. A Blake Seven podcast. I'm Imogen. I'm your other host, Megan. And um, yeah, we've had an interesting week of watching lots of Blake Seven. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Not a week goes by. No. Where some of that doesn't take place. And it's to the point where my son, my oldest son, is now saying, I hate Blake Seven, Mum. <laughs> Really? Yeah. I watched it on my computer in my room alone, mm. so no one else can hear. No one else can hear it. My kids is... won't let me get away with that. Oh. So um, um, yeah. So it's like no, we have to take turns with the television, and it's fiendishly cold in it's Australia. It's so cold at the moment. It was For eight degrees. I, I, I know people are going to go. You have no idea what cold is like. But it was eight degrees this morning when I dropped the kids off at school, and I was just like, "This is not okay. It's ridiculous. It's, it's not okay." And eight degrees in the um, wrong way of discussing temperatures is double it, add 30, double it to 16, add 30, 56, 46 degrees. Well, that's under 50. That's like that's less. Cold. That's cold. Yeah. It's, it's, cold. it's less than 50. Like, well, 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 the way I learned how to do it was um, in Fahrenheit, it's percentage of the percentage of hot. <laughs> so if it's 2%, if it's 2 degrees Fahrenheit, then it's 2% 2, 2 hot. If it's, if it's 99 degrees Fahrenheit, then it's nearly 100% hot and it goes on. 100 degrees is hot. <laughs> it's very, very hot indeed. So, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> 2% hot. Wait, what, what sort of planet are we on this week? We're on a planet that's 99% wet this yes. week, I think. <laughs> 2% sand. 2% yeah. rocky sand. Yeah, 2% sand and 98% wet. Yeah. And acidic, apparently. Yes. Yes. So there you go. Which is worrying at the end of it. Well, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. But also, um, this is the last episode of Series 1, what we're doing today. I know. And so, era. yeah, well, before we do that, we have actually <coughs> eight packets of cards left. As an aside, we are drinking today because it's so cold. Hot buttered rum. Cheers. Cheers. It's bloody that lovely. It's delicious, uh, but some just went down the wrong way. Ah, oh, very so nice. Good. Hot spotted spice rum. Mm. And that may have been starting something that I shouldn't be allowed to finish by introducing me <laughs> to that beverage anyway. <laughs> well, it's, it's good because you can't drink it quite as quickly as beer because it's that's hot. That's true. It's actually, yeah. Yes, that's true. It is very hot. It's very delicious. So <laughs> who's going first? Well, I think we're going to do a card fest and just open them all at once and then, then go and through, sift them, through them. Sift through them, yeah. Because okay. right. as I said, we've only got, we've only had eight packets left and we've at the end of series one. Yeah. We've got a whole other series one box, so we can go nuts with this one and just open them all. Oh, it's series one and two boxes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I'm going to be, nah, 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 nah. Yeah, let's go. Okay. Oh, is it Cremo? Have we got this Cremo already? Yes, we have. Sabotage. Yeah, we've got that one. Got them. Got that. Yeah. Okay. I've got all doubles as well. Okay. Second pack. Oh, that's a new. No, we haven't got. We've already got that one. Got that one. Got that one. Got that one. Oh my god! Get out of town. <laughs> hey, we got a signed card. Oh, how exciting! It's um from Project Avalon. It's, it's Shevna. The, the monobrow oh, dude. It is, yeah. It's cool. David Bale is Shevna. Oh, we haven't got the impureness, otherwise we can work out how much he's worth. I think yeah, I'll have a look at that. I think an original Shevna is probably not quite as worth as much as an original Travis. But it's a, he's Matt got a nice Travis. signature too. What a sweetheart. Yeah, awesome. Yay, I better get one now. Well, let me cross. <laughs> got that, got that. Have we got that one? Yes, yeah, we have. we've got that one a couple of times, actually. Got that. Got that. Okay. Yeah, I think for the second, because the second box... um. We're going to get lots and lots and lots of doubles because we've, we've been through this full yeah. box. So we, we can probably just do this for all of them. Got that one. 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 Yep, they're all doubles. Okay. 
Have we got this, a Federation Guard? No, I don't think we do. Got a Federation Guard shooting a gun from the way back. I'm not sure it's double, I'm not put it to the side. Can on Signal Alpha, Avon and the Carnivorous Plants. I don't think we've got that one. Oh, cool. That's a new one. Okay, cool. And that's from Time Squad. So we've. Time Squad! Let's get around. Um. <laughs> um, Gan on Signal Alpha got that. We've got this woman, Kasabi, which comes up later. Yeah, we haven't got her. Yeah, okay. Yeah, she's that's just a new two. one. And then we've got Space City, which Space we talk City. about. Yes. Today? No, tomorrow? No, next week. No, no, that's that's from oh, that's from Gambit, so that's a fair way away. Oh, okay. We get we get Shadow first. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. So yeah, okay, so nothing new in those. All of my last packet were doubles. Oh, so. I've done my last packet yet. I'm a bit slower than you. If this one feels um, uh, promisingly chunky, mm, it might be another plate. <laughs> feels promisingly chunky, but that could all be bollocks. No, got that one. See, see, this here's the same. Yeah, hair's different. different. Yeah. I am. No, all done. Oh, sorry. Oh. I got a, I got a side one, but you got the Travis, so. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so now we have lots and lots of doubles, which means yes. we're going to have to do a point. We're well, going to have to do um, a giveaway. Actually, we should do a season one giveaway next week. I'll try and arrange that okay. for our, for all of our patrons. I'll just, if yeah. you guys want to get in touch with us, I'll send out a message on Patreon to you and say, hey, what would you like? What mm. card would you like the most? Which character is your fave? You can yeah. get a call and we can send what we can send you. <clears throat> we could almost probably give you a full set, oh. <laughs> I think. Um, I want to save some for when we have legions of viewers. That's true, actually. That's true. Yeah. So we've got from what are we doing? We're doing Orac because the first one we're doing today, isn't it? Yes. Okay, Orac. So from Terry Nation's full illustrated Blake Seven, the program guide, the definitive handbook to the BBC TV series compiled by Tony Atwood. Orac. <laughs> That so, comes that comes in that comes in electronic now. Does it? I know yeah. I, get, I get botted out of that. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, they've had their encounter with the young Ensor. So that answers a question from last week. Yeah. Old Ensor's son is also called Ensor. So young Ensor, Ensor Junior. Ensor Junior. <laughs> <laughs> mini mini Ensor. I don't know, but does Ensor have a first name? I mean, they although just, it's the thing, they Madonna. Just their last, yeah, their last names. They're just Madonna. Just and but they do cause problems. They they both marooned themselves on this other planet, and they're both called Ensor. Well, I suppose if there's only the two of them there and you just you call know. that Ensor, you're just calling you know. out the other person. I suppose you'd also say dad. Yeah. Anyway, um, they decide to travel, the Liberator decides, this little map decides to travel to Aristo in order to deliver the life saving supplies to Ensor Senior and also find out the true nature of Aurak. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, blah, yes, blah, blah. Do that, yep. <laughs> we can do the plop, plop, plop. So we get an opening scene of um, Gan. Hanging out in his in a court in one of the quarters. It's yeah. not actually his quarters. It's just like it's not like a restroom. Yeah, like a, yeah. We see this room quite a bit like throughout. If you were a military ship, it would be like or on a submarine or something like that. It would be just bunks. Yeah, I suppose. But it's not. Yeah, it's like a communal room. It's not. It's not. It's not the only room. And he's and he clear. looks a bit. He looks a bit icky. He's having a pill and he he's got sweaty. He's a bit poorly and sweaty. That's right. And he doesn't look too good. And then we go back. We cut to Jenna and she's not looking great either. Although yeah. she's got a very pretty red shirt on. But prior to that, though, you have a recap by Blake who's oh, sitting. in No, the... no, no. We get that later. Do you? No, you get to get it straight off the bat. Whereas... No, no, no. Because that that's in that's in the mush together one. We get. Oh, okay, fair enough. But yeah, in this one, you just get a couple of shots, shots of, of um, people looking a bit crook. Couple of people, look, Jenna and Gan, and then then we get like sitting down with Avon in a little section of the ship we haven't really seen before, which has got like a a table that looks a bit like a Space Invaders table, and they yeah. slot some things in, 
And he and he does this recap of the last episode, basically on a little screen, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, well, it looks like they're playing battleships, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Avon doesn't look too great either. The couple of moments throughout this where he goes, mm-hmm. he, he sort of looks a bit queasy. And we and... Can, we can recap basically what happened in the last episode, which was them going down to rescue Ensor's son, um, blah, finding blah, blah. one of the finding one of the pa- pa- passengers dead in the. Not so silver tampon, and yep. then finding the other guy. They just basically give a recap of the last episode because it's effectively a two-parter. Yeah, and they've never done that before, so yeah. they're kind of worried that people wouldn't won't get it. Previously on Blake's seven, <laughs> exactly. Um, but um, last time, the uh, the upshot of this little um, discussion is that the ship that Ensor was on was sabotaged, which we already know because we saw. Well, we heard Serverland talking about. Yeah, it. she she knew she placed the disclosure device, but. Um, Blake sort of rewinds and fast forwards the footage of the ship exploding, which I don't know how they got, how they got that footage. No, because they, they weren't even anywhere. They weren't even in any position to video it anyway. Um, just leaving outside that little plot hole. Um, yeah, and Blake, and Aon's like, oh, that explosion's in the wrong place. If mm. It would have been if it was a power unit burnout, for mm. example, it would have been somewhere else. Mm. So something's up. Yeah. Something fishy's on. Yeah, they're, they're pretty sure it's um, it was deliberate that, that he died. Um, then we get to see Jenna again being sick in the corridor. Kelly Not actually physically puking. No, no, no. But physically Sweating and, and staggering. And Callie finds her and says, you don't look great, let's take you to your cabin. Um, and then she goes back up to the bridge and she lets everyone know that um, they're all dying. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Except <laughs> she, Blake and her are fine, but... Um, Everyone else has got radiation spent poisoning. Any time on that on planet shithole, the last planet shithole. Yeah. Calis, no, what was Deliverance. It so yeah, Cephalon. Yes, on, on, planet, on planet on planet um, frying pan. Yeah. Um, they yeah, they're all dying of radiation poisoning, and they need drugs to treat it, but they don't have the drugs. So um, they're all rushing off to try and save Ensor, and Blake's pretty blasé and says, "Well, yeah." They'll have they'll, they'll have, have the drugs. This colony of two, yeah, will have like lots and lots of anti of radiation sickness drugs. Yeah. For no apparent reason. I put my money on that, to Mm. be honest. But that's what Blake's decided is likely, and so off they go. Yeah. And then we get a little cut scene to Ensor on the planet Haristo, and he's a doddery little old man. He's a little old fellow, yeah. And he, um, yeah, he's he's feeding his his fish and looking after his plants. And hello, my little one. Mm. Then he's having a little chat to. Is, is it all right that he's chatting to Yeah, it yeah. is all right. He sort of talks to this computer voice who informs him that a ship has landed and um, he, Ensor being very sensible, says, well, they haven't contacted me, so as far as I'm concerned, they're hostile. Yeah. Um, treat them like they're hostile. Don't do anything. Put up all of the security force yeah. fields and everything. And, um, yeah, that. so we realise that um, they have to go. They want to go under the – that's right, all, all right mentions to Ansel that there's a possibility they can get into the complex by going underneath it. Yes. Uh, and Ansel's all, ah, it doesn't matter. That, that, that is, those tunnels are full of Fibians. They're crawling with Fibians. They'll never make it through there. So Fibians are obviously nasty yeah. animals. Um, and Then we do see Severin and Travis. Yep. Uh, just sort of, you know, crews stooging along on a beach. Yep, a rocky beach. Yep. Looks um, fucking cold. It looks, it looks freezing. And, in fact, I think in an interview with Jacqueline Pierce, and that's how she does pronounce her name. Jacqueline. Jacqueline. Jacqueline, Jacqueline Pierce. Um, she said it was freaking freezing. Oh. And she hated it. Hated well, she was wearing a, she's wearing it like, she's wearing a fairly, well, as far as a snow white outfit can be, it looks fairly practical for the. Yeah. It looks like the boot, boots are waterproof. and Yeah. Yeah, and there's a bit of fur around the collar and, yeah, it's sort of, yeah, it's, just, it's not a frock. 
No, it's oh, not a frock. There's pants. It's a pantsuit. <laughs> pantsuit. <laughs> a onesie. Um, I don't know if it's a onesie actually, but no, no. But she looks quite. Um, she looks quite comfy, even if she's freezing her ass off in real life. And they, they, they just they find the entrance to the tunnel. So it's obvious that they're going to take the tunnels, which means that, well, that's Chekhov's Fibian. We're going to see some Fibians later, yeah. basically. <laughs> Um, and then is it back to the Liberator now for... Um... Yeah, then we go back. We get a lot of back and forth between these guys. But, yeah, back in the Liberator, um, we get a heap of exposition about Ensor yeah. and who he is and why he's, why he's important. Yeah. And it turns out that he made some cell called a Tariel cell, Tariel cell, which is a computer thing. And it's now in every single computer on all of the known worlds. Yeah. Which, you know... Um, it's yeah. a bit like saying it's apple. It's apple. Yeah, it's, apple. <laughs> it's a bit like saying. <laughs> <laughs> but this, one, this would mean this is this is this is why they can you know they can they can FaceTime each other without having any difficulties. With, that's right. They're all using the same software. This, yeah, that's right. So I mean, you'd think that somebody would do something about that, but then again, nobody seems to be doing anything about that at the moment. No, this is very true. <laughs> hurtling towards the singularity, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, it's a very scary thing. Um, oh yeah. So yes. Anyway, so basically, uh, Ensor's Apple, and um, so all of the all of the computers in the world have a Tariel cell in them, and Orac. Well, we don't find out about Orac, do yeah. Um So yeah, they go. But yeah, so yeah. While this is going on, we get another we get another ship uh, shot back to Ensor, who's asleep now because he's trying to save conserve power in his heart, which is mechanical. It's running out of um, power cells, which is what the power cells were for from the last episode to to put in his mechanical heart. Um, so he's asleep, and Orak's asking him what to do because they Orak notices that the Liberator is in orbit, and because Ensor's asleep and can't give him instructions, he just goes right. I'll go full. I'll go security yeah. on this. Um, and he takes over Zen. Yeah, I'll go nuts on these people, and yeah, he takes over Zen. And Zen and, and interrogates them on what they're doing there. Blake gives the explanation that they're basically there to help. Yeah, and um, they've got cells that will save his life. And and Orak seems okay with that. So his jokes are explanations acceptable or something like that. Yeah, and then so, because Blake and Callie are the only ones who aren't dying, <laughs> they beam down. Um, and then there's a little bit of a tour. Oh, there's a space. We've got a card of it actually. Like there's like a space probe roboty thing. Yeah, it looks comes, like a softball. Yeah, that comes to inter- to interrogate them about what they're doing and makes makes them discard their weapons. Yeah, it shoots them when they re- they yeah. they refuse. They don't want to get rid of their weapons. And there's a nice little bit from Blake where he says, "You're you're carrying weapons. You will remove them." And Blake says, "You are carrying weapons. You will remove them. We prefer to keep them with us. You will remove them. No." We will remove them. Uh, no, we won't. And then he shoots me and says, okay, we will, will remove them. them. <laughs> and it's also hilarious because Jan Chappell looks genuinely scared. <laughs> yes. It sort of goes, some sort of like, there might have been charge or something goes off near her feet. And she goes, oh. <laughs> and she's like, she looks genuinely like she's gotten a real shot. <laughs> she might have been a bit too close to her. She might have been closer than she should have been. From, um, yeah, talking, from seeing interviews with Paul Barrow as well, apparently like the, the serious OHS issues with, um, how things were done, like they all did lots of their own stunts. Lots of explosions went off quite close by. Yeah. It was, yeah. Um, <clears throat> sometimes they didn't. Sometimes they sort of did a cutaway and cut back to the consequences. But yeah, this one clearly went off quite close. To her. <laughs> she <laughs> she might have been just surprised. Oh, 
um, not like you know the sort of seasoned gorilla warrior that she's meant to be. It's quite English and proper. Yeah, it's really yeah, cute. <laughs> it's quite cute. Um, and then uh, yeah, the there was space ball. I don't want to work out what to call this thing because it's got to be a dip, better description. It's like a for probe. It. I don't know. It's a drone. Yeah, it's I suppose it is, it is a drone. Yeah, yeah a why, we, why, did, why did it take us that long to think of a drone? Because we're old and we don't. Well, I've only said I don't really think they exist. Well, my sure. kids have got one. Have they? Yeah. Is it good? Yeah. I mean, they look a bit lame. They sort of just float and do stuff. I mean, I know they're doing other stuff in the real world with Amazon and stuff. Yeah. Singularity, here it comes, <laughs> placing the human workforce. Anyway. Um, but, yeah, the, 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 the drone sort of leads them off towards Ensor and it's, it's, it's obvious that they're going to have an easier time getting to Ensor than, like, than Serverland and Travis are. Speaking of whom, we cut down into the tunnels again. And they're progressing and they're, through the tunnels. and they're, they're going through the tunnels and they can hear, you can hear this spooky sound, yeah. which I'll put in. I don't know. I actually, actually I'm, I like recreating the sounds. Yeah. That's why I can't remember how to do it. What is it? I don't know, but it's been behind us since we started. And you can tell that Servine's getting a little bit anxious about this. Yeah, and because she asks him, what, what's what? that? And he says, I don't know, but it's been there since we got in here. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Like, you asshole. It's <laughs> been following us since we came to tell us. So he goes ahead to sort of clear a path. Mm. Um, and then um, she gets grabbed by the least convincing it's a person reptile person. Um, it's a bit like the end of Alien, which is a great movie, mm. but at the end of Alien when the alien flexes his or her hand, it does look like a person in a glove, <laughs> a person wearing an alien hand glove, and nothing like the much better realised aliens in the sequels. But, so it looks like. It looks like they've been inspired by that. I don't know if this movie was out by then. Um, it, it, to me, it just looks like a big, um, a big gecko. Yeah, 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 or big Komodo dragon yeah, or something like that. Yeah, but clearly a, a, a normal sized Komodo dragon, yeah. actually. <laughs> but clearly a person in a Komodo dragon suit. Yes, yes, clearly a person. <laughs> With a hand and opposable thumbs. Yes. Which I think Komodo dragons do have. Most lizards do. Yeah, they do too, don't they? Yeah. But they don't really use them for... Taking over the world. Chameleons wow. use them to hold onto branches. That's and, very cute. Chameleons are cute, though. Yeah. Amphibians are not cute. No. They're, no. And, and they're aggressive, too. They try and bite off Servine's leg, and she gets a bit well, anxious about that. Yeah. She's a bit distressed. Travis kills it, and that's a, it's a cute little death scene of the, the, the amphibian-suited person. Just go, ah! <laughs> 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 the least convincing death yeah, yeah, scene yeah. of it. And, uh, it's just so funny. But, but but what is really interesting about this little scene is Servine's acting. Yeah, yeah the, it's it's really beautifully acted. She's really good at being shocked, like trying trying to control her shock. She's clearly terrified. Yeah. Um, and she gets it under control really quickly, but you get to see it for just long enough to know yeah. that she's capable of being really terrified. Yeah, and it's a really good moment for that relationship too because Travis is obviously contemptuous of that, I think. Well, I think also you're not contemptuous so much as just – a bit smug. It's yeah. Like, you know, you're not impervious to everything and mm. you're not bulletproof and you're not perfect. So he's like pretty stoked to see it, I reckon. Yeah, I agree. what's happened. And um, then um, he says, well, I'll go on. I will go on ahead, shall I? And then she says, no, Travis, you will follow me. Yes. And um, I'll go first, shall I? No, Travis, you will follow me. So that's a pretty good bit of acting from her too. She has to reassert that that authority mm. straight away after. So it's a nice, it's a good little scene. I had it sort of earmarked as one of my favourite bits of this app. Yeah, it's a good bit. Um, and so my Blake and Callie get to Ensor. Yeah, there's a lot of twin. This twing is and... annoying. This bit. 
it, all of it's annoying in this. But this is the whole, the whole, the whole sort of travel towards to get to Ensor and then the travel back again. It just it takes up too much time. And I mean, obviously, what happened was they wanted to put Deliverance and Auric in the same episode. Yeah, they couldn't quite fit it, and they couldn't quite fit it, so they've padded out both of them. With, yeah, you know, Jenna getting kidnapped by the um, yeah, that's true by yeah, the primitives. And, the yeah, yeah. And um, I think I think Deliverance. Oh, I think Deliverance is a better. Episode. I agree, but yeah. um, but I think that the B storyline of the of the of Avon being a god, yeah, it's just more too fun. funny. Yeah, yeah, they had lots of fun. There's no there's no, B, there's no real B story in this one. No, apart from everybody being really sick back on the Liberator. There's a good little scene too that was cut out of the original one we saw, which I'll talk about and talk about in a sec. Um, yeah, so Blake and Kelly, do they get to Ensor? They do. They get to Ensor, but back, but before that, back on the on, on the Liberator, um, they find out that they're out of contact with the Liberator because they're in they're inside the energy barrier. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, back on the Liberator, there's a nice little scene in the teleport area because uh, Avon and Jenna are manning the teleport, and Avon keeps on telling Jenna to go to a cabin. He can do it by himself. Um, and then you hear this groan and they push something aside and Gan's in there as well. Yeah, they're all, they're all there together. <laughs> and Villa's there too. No, no, Villa, Villa says he doesn't want to be there. Yeah. This is, this is great, it'll be there. He doesn't want to be there because it'll, it'll remind him that he's dying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's trying to pretend that he's not dying. So he's in his quarters, but the rest of them are... Um, and manning the teleport. And they don't want to... Uh, well, Gan doesn't want to be alone because he's afraid. Doesn't like being alone. Jenna doesn't want to be alone because she doesn't... Doesn't trust Avon. Avon, yeah. And Avon is just... Like he's so short tempered, yeah, and he and he really snaps he's at them. Clearly got man flu. Yeah, he's, he's, he's just like he's just not coping as well as he'd no. rather he'd rather he'd rather snap at people because he's feeling a bit poorly. Yeah, than um not so. Uh, he's yeah. also. I mean, I think he's also terrified. Like he's actually really scared of dying. So he has a go again. Why don't you return to your quarters? I'll let you know the moment I hear anything. I'll stay. I think it's better if there are two of us standing by. Better still if there are three of us. Better still if you. He does. And then puts his head in his hands. He, cut, he cuts himself short before he calls Ganon a moron. Yeah. But only just. Yeah. It's all, it's all sort of, you know, you don't need to guess what he's thinking. I no, suppose. no. Um, but 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 he, he tells them both to go away, but the, neither of them do. Yeah. So obviously he didn't work and he's just like, ah, oh, fuck. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, dude. So um, back on um, planet 98% water. <laughs> um yeah, Callie and Blake get to Ensor. There's some toing and froing about the fact that he's sick and needs a new heart. Oh, Ensor thinks that he's the med- they're the yeah. medics, and he, he there's a nice little little bit where we find out he's colorblind. Yes, that's right. I says push the red button, and <laughs> great Blake smashes the green button. Like, no, the red one. No, 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 no not Blake. Uh, Ensor says press the red button, oh. and, and Blake pushes the red button, oh. and then Ensor's no, the red one. Uh, <laughs> so right, Ensor yeah. is the one who's colorblind. Um, but they. Um, yeah, he he thinks they're the medics. They're not the medics. They, it takes them a while to get that through to him, and they tell him that his son's dead. And that's there's a nice little sweet he's a bit scene. Sad. And he's yeah. he's he's obviously very sad. And um, they ask him if he has the drugs. He says, "Yep, yeah, I got the drugs." Conveniently, for lots of reasons. Yep, lots of them. So um, and then oh, there's this really irritating bit where he tries to open his shirt. He's going, "Let's not get on with it. Don't have any aesthetics. I've defined a device and run of filthy things, drugs, blah blah blah." So he's clearly a bit of an ex- – they're trying to sort of paint this picture of him as an eccentric kind yeah. of bugger yeah. who, um, you know, leaps to conclusions and doesn't want to listen to anybody else and has been on his own for far too long. Yes. Like sort of the mad scientist equivalent of a crazy cat lady. Yeah, yeah. Except yeah. The, it's funny because when you look at the previous episode and Ensor Jr. was a, quite a chatty, nice 
before he got blown up and yeah. started going oh, insane. And tried to kill Kelly and all the rest of it. Yeah, but, but when he's on the ship with Marriott before, yeah. they have a nice little touring and going and banter. Have, they have to be on there for six days. They'd have to have been nice to each other and yeah. they would have made it. Maybe they were boffing in the back. Maybe. There wasn't even room for that. <laughs> um, I don't know. They could have been creative. Um, um, but, uh, yeah, so Ensor's a bit irritating in this one, but they say, look, come with me, come with us. We'll perform we'll we'll surgery on the Liberator. Yeah. Um, and you'll have to disable the force barrier and we'll teleport you up. And he's like, oh, no, 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 it takes conveniently. It takes four hours to completely shut down. Yeah. We'll have to leave manually through the tunnels. But they know they just want to get to the surface and um, they pick, they get ORAC, which is a little plastic box. Mm, of not of, of not much. Yeah. Of what looks like not much. <laughs> and <laughs> and we find has... out what he does then. That's what we find out because they're like, what is this? Because Blake, look, anyway? Blake looks at it and goes, this is, looks like. Uh, That's ORAC. It looks like. A kid's toy. Yeah, yeah. Um, it really does. And um, and Ensor explains that what Orac does is it can connect to any computer with one of his cells, of his in, cells it. in it. And, and we've already established that every computer has his cells in it. So basically, Orac is an Uber hacker. Hack the planet! Hack the planet! Shut up and get yeah. in the car! Hack the planet! Hack the planet! Yeah, that's right. He's elite. Yeah, he's a hacker. He's elite. Oh, I was meant to watch Hackers before I came today, wasn't I? I haven't watched it. Well, we'll do a special episode. We'll okay, so let's watch Hackers and do, do <laughs> director's cut of Hackers. Like, do the voiceover. <laughs> I can be the, the uh, ingenue being um, uh, such a good movie. Um, introduced and you can absolutely all true support. too it's completely true it's exactly how hackers work oh is it cool. <laughs> it's completely completely accurate i can't wait to be enlightened <laughs> i didn't know you had such a fondness for documentaries <laughs> <laughs> when they've got johnny lee miller in a man angelina jolly i'm very happy about oh, it oh okay right there yeah. you go now that explains a bit of it too yeah. um so, um, yeah, they have to go through the tunnels. Yeah. And just oh, they have to go through the tunnels because Severland and Travis turn up and they have a bit of a firefight. Yeah, that's right. So they, ha- they would have been able to go the normal way. The normal way, but they have to go a different way. They have to go through the tunnels because of um, the, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, they can't come in the way that Callie and Blake have come in through an elevator. So they're going through the tunnels um, and Blake, uh, Travis and uh, Serverland find a map. Can they find the map? If there's a place you gotta go, I'm the one you need to know. I'm the map, and it's the simplest little child's drawing map. Yeah, we get the yeah. It's, it's just like oh, go this, this way, way right? Why just we go back the way we came? We can be there before them. We can be waiting for them, and it's so it's yeah, just dumb, it's, it's dumb as shit. <laughs> but you know, it is what you would probably think of doing, and Serverland's one thinks of doing it. Um, Travis just wants to get after them. Um, yeah, and Travis sees Blake and goes, "Oh yeah, awesome!" And try and kill him. Try and kill him. Yeah, um, but. Uh, as they're going through the tunnels, there's a bit there that they've cut out. Is that the bit that you wanted to talk about? That they've cut out of the where um, they're trying to get through the tunnels, and Ensor's getting tired and has to rest all the time. Yeah, yeah. Blake goes on ahead, tries to bring the roof down, and while Blake's trying to bring the roof down, Blake goes back to drive and bring the roof down. Then Amphibian jumps on Callie. Yeah, and she gets all terrified. And how does oh Blake thumps it with a rock, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, but yeah, and and. On the way out, Ensor just casts just it. Just has to have a little rest and he dies. Which is it's also a bit, bit sad. sad. And Kelly does say, you know, I am oh, sorry, sorry, just a little longer we could have saved you. Um, yeah. So yeah. they pick up um, Orac and make a bolt. And they see light at the end of the tunnel, literally. It's it's almost, you know, I don't know, um, a Like trope. a metaphor. It's tropey. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah. But, but, and, and while they're running through the tunnels, we go, we cut back, cut back up to Avon, who's in his space jacket. Um, and... Is determined to go down to the surface because they've been gone too long. Yep. And yeah, this is the whole bit that, that, that was that was cut out. And he's talking about 
wanting to be wanting to it's better than staying here and waiting to die and it's, it's it's obviously just exploring his um mortality his fear of death and how he just does not want to die and this is not the way he wants to go so he's gonna he's gonna teleport down and find out where they are and get them to hurry up and he's dragged villa along with him yeah and Villa's not very happy about it. Yeah. <laughs> and Janet teleports him down and Villa still hasn't got his shoe on. Yeah, oh, that's right. And he lands in lands in a puddle. He's like, I've got a wet foot now. Yeah. Oh. I've got a wet foot now. Come on. No, a bit of shoe And knows. apparently the oceans are acidic, so. Yeah, exactly. So why isn't his foot rotting off? <laughs> bit of trench foot for uh, Villa. Yeah, oh, poor Villa. Um. But, yeah, he also, um, before he gets teleported down, I thought this was really interesting too, is he swallows a couple of pills mm. and then throws them to Jenna, who catches them very deftly mm. in their little container. And she's like, what are these? And I was like, these will help for a while. And it's like he's clearly been hoarding them for himself. Yeah, yeah. So that's sort of a little bit. And they're clearly some form of amphetamine. Like they're, they're probably yeah, you know, speed they're probably or just something to keep you going until ecstasy or something. <laughs> yeah, just a bit of just a just a bit of ice <laughs> or crack not or some crack or something to go. Yeah. Just a bit of crack, space crack, space crack. Oh my oh, god, that's too good. That's too good to pass up. A bit of space crack. <laughs> ding 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 ding. I think I got the episode title there. Um, yeah, I think. Uh, so yeah, they, they come down. They and. At this stage, Blake and Kelly have come out of the tunnels and get, got confronted by Servalan and Travis, and Travis is all set to kill them. And conveniently, as happens in every episode where Travis can kill Blake, Servalan says, no, Travis, you know, Blake's the, you know, Blake's the, the side co- order of fries, Sorax the prize, something like that. Yeah, yeah, Sorax the burger. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> she wants to make basically make sure that they get Orac without, um, before without um, hurting it. killing Blake. And so they move back from Orac, don't they? They move back from Orac and, and their then, hands up. And, and then, then then Travis aims his gun hand at Blake and the gun hand explodes. Or it cuts away from it. So you think that he has fired, yeah. but it's not actually Travis that's fired. It's um, Travis's hands explo- has exploded. exploded. And <laughs> you see um, Action Avon in his silver jacket with yeah. his gun out. And this is the line that... It's um, the best line, I think, pretty much of the whole series. Yeah, and yeah. Blake says, Don't move. Good shot, Avon. I was aiming for his head. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was um, completely what apparently Joss Whedon took for Firefly as oh, well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because well, Joss Whedon totally stole this for Firefly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but apparently he did it deliberately, deliberately as, and, an and, 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 as an homage. But, yeah. Well, that's all right then. Yeah, but that's Jane does that as well in, in, in an episode of Firefly, which I'll also put in here. Oh, okay, cool. That'd yeah, be yeah, because yeah, yeah. and that's the one where Jane has gotten drugged by the doctor. Because <laughs> the Jane's the scary one, isn't yeah, he? No, he's, yeah, yeah, he's the he's a scary dumb one. So I haven't watched Firefly for so long, just because of the way the movie ended, and I just it took me two days to recover. I still haven't recovered from it. I it took me two full days of feeling just miserable mm. the the way the movie far. But I mean, that's just weird, and he doesn't like nice things. No. I should have expected it. No, he hates nice things. <clears throat> Try getting through Buddy Angel. Oh God, I did get through Angel in the finish. Yeah, yeah. Wesley um, and um, what's her name? Fred. Yeah, yeah. That was like the worst. Like he'd already done so many bad things to me, but that was the thing that broke me. And I was like, yeah. no, I don't like you anymore. Yeah, I don't know. That wasn't the worst to me. I don't know. I can't remember. There's a lot of bad things. There's lots of bad things. I mean, yeah. well, there's lots of bad things. So anyway, we won't yeah, go. Yeah, no, no, don't no. get sued. No, no, um, we're not going to go anywhere near that. Anyway, let's not touch that. Um, yeah, so anyway, I'm glad that was an homage. But, um, yeah, I should probably revisit Firefly again as well. Um, 
It is a great show. I mean, yeah, oh, it despite is. the problems, it it's is. a very good show. But yeah, so Avon's shot um, Travis's hand off. Um, <laughs> then they, they all teleport up with Orac, and it's great because the first the thing that Severin just says to Travis, which is what always happens at the end of all of his episodes, you're in a, a lot, lot of trouble, trouble Travis. <laughs> and then you see sort of mangled bit of mechanical something at the end of his um flop to, flop to his side. And he just looks like, yeah. Looking very limp. Like there's a bit of a metaphor going on here too. Limp dick dude. Yeah, look, his, his hand is looking very mangled and very limp. <laughs> but his face is just like, huh, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, Again. Whatever. I think that's the last we see of Stephen Grok, isn't it? Yeah, he doesn't come back. That's it. That's, that's, that's his, his last final little shot. Thing. But there's some other interesting things that happen through this episode too, like when they blast their way into Ensor's um, enclave. Mm. Um, they Clearly they couldn't do the – it must have been too crowded a set or something like that. They just show Travis's feet shuffling about and yeah, that's feet right. shuffling yeah. about it's and trying to chase shot, them and things shutting. They don't really show how anybody escaped or what anybody did once they got mm. in until – Travis is trying to go and see where they've crawled through and so he finds the map. But, yeah, it's sort of weird shuffling about. Either they just lost a bit of the film or they maybe, had to fix yeah. it up in post or it just didn't Or work. maybe, yeah, maybe there was a corruption or something like that. <laughs> or know. something um, what didn't work with the script as they scripted it or they wanted mm-hmm. to have the confrontation there or I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, it's all, it was I just a little bit weird. why. Um, and then they get back maybe to it was, the, I mean, there are a couple of bits. There are a couple of bits. I don't know if they're directed by the same person, actually. Who directed the I next one? I think Phil Lorimer directed this one. Because there's a couple of bits in the next episode which are interesting direction-wise as well. So it, it's it like maybe maybe they were trying to do a few things. All on the cheap too. Mm. Yeah, I mean, have a gunfight in, on a set. Um, uh, and also the Decimus has wrecked most of the props before. On the <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It stomped on everything. Turned them into skulls. I'm playing cotton wool. Yeah. They, they <laughs> that wrecked, was very early on in the series too. They wrecked most of the props. All the props have been killed by... By little people or children <laughs> in flaky suits. Um, so, and then, you know, they get hold of Orac. And uh, yeah. they're all back on the ship. Poor Ensor's dead. So, you know, they're people, you know, Liberator wins again. Yeah, and does, like, didn't even have to pay the 100 million credits. Got no, it for free. Got it for free. Didn't have to Just worry like about it. got with Liberator. They got yeah. it for free. Yeah, they're just, they're just a bunch of freeloaders, they're really. They're space salvages. <laughs> they're pack leads. <laughs> That's a 2%. <laughs> um, uh, yes, anyway. Um, we have power now. Uh, <laughs> That's right. She's like, yeah. <laughs> They're all sitting around in the in the pit. They, they call it the pit, um, that area at the front with the couches. Oh, I, I, I read it somewhere that it was called the pit. Oh, is it? Okay. Anyway, they're all sitting around the pit with um, Orac on a table looking at him and they're, they're, they're basically having a little fun. Puzzling about it. Question and answer session with Orac. And they switch it on and, <laughs> and, and Saul's voice comes out of it. And he's basically a bit of a patronising shit from Jump, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He believes um, he's the best and... I'm, I'm more than that. I'm blah, blah, blah. I'm amazing. I'm brilliant. And, I'm, of course, I sound like my creator. You know, he's the only person I've ever known. It's his voice. It's exactly as though Ensor was speaking. Surely it is obvious, even to the meanest intelligence, that during my development I would naturally become endowed with aspects of my creator's personality. The more endearing aspects, by the sound of it. Possibly. Even though his voice is actually ultimately replaced by Peter, Peter Tudnam doing the voice. Yeah. It is the actor who plays Ensor who does the voice for the end of this episode at Peter Tudnam winds up, winds up doing it. You know, extra grand a week, a few more brown beers, gold. Sitting in the back room, not Absolute having to be on. gold, not having to very be, much. Not having to put a costume on. Thanks for coming. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably recorded in his underpants. Yeah, that's right. You can do it like just us. Like, well, just like us. Yeah, that's right. Except we, there's two cultures that only be wearing underpants at the moment. Yeah. Um, and um, so they try and work out what Water Warwick actually does, and they keep on. Yeah, they have a little quiz session where where 
Avon's obviously enjoying himself immensely. Actually, it's quite funny because he's talking about what what the computer needs to do and what need what needs to happen, um, how it needs to be given instructions, blah blah blah. And the upshot of it all is that 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 Ulrich says I can predict the future. For no apparent reason, as far as I can tell. No. They're sort of asking him questions, but there's no reason. He just gets boastful. He gets so it. I, I, I can tell what's yeah. going to happen in the future. And so they go, all right, then show us the, show us the future. And then he's like, I'll project an image on your main screen. And they see the Liberator travelling through space. And Blake quite rightly says, well, that's not much of a – that's not much of a prediction, just travelling through space. Um, yeah, we, do that all the, so, we do that all the time. Yeah, boring. And so um, uh, then Villa, Villa grabs the key. No, no, then, then Orak says – it is not, it's a certainty the space vehicle will be, be destroyed. destroyed. And they're all like, It is not a prediction. It is an immutable certainty. Space vehicle will be destroyed. What? That's not a, that's a joke. It's not funny. That's, and then. Um, like not funny. He grabs the key and throws it across. Oh, it's the Avon who takes the key and throws it across. Throws it? Across oh, okay. the I think I so. I think it's Avon. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, and, but, but they, Avon takes the key and throws it. And, 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 and then Villet says, That fixes that. Then all right, and, and then you see Blake going, no, the prediction's still running, and they look up at the screen, and the Liberator explodes. Explodes. It explodes. And it's a pretty good explosion, too, actually. Yeah, it is a good explosion. It's not nothing, bad. Sort of, nothing falls to the ground. No, it's all outwards. Um, and Yeah, uh, but it doesn't sort of condense making it. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's a pretty good effect. And it's, it's a good, it's like a good impactful scene, because I was like, whoa, that's scary, because this is, you know... This is our big thing, you know. We've got the Liberator. The Liberator is the thing that makes the us thing that's special, keeps us safe yeah. and special, and freedom fighters and all that rock. But yeah, it explodes and it goes boom, dun 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 dun. Yeah. And that's the end. It's a good cliffhanger. And the yeah, end of season right. one. So people would have had to wait for season two. Yes, that's right. And I bet however many millions would have, I'm sure. Well, it was pretty apparently <laughs> it was very popular in um, in America as well as England. Yeah, so. it was. Um, and it's popular as you can get here with only what. How many seven million people? Or back back when we were kids, about seven million people. Um, <laughs> yeah, so um, I guess it comes time for that question of. Um, well, did you like it? I, I did really like this episode, except for the slightly clumsy chewing and frying between the planet and the liberator. Like it could have been edited down, and it yeah. could, should probably have been, you know, a, a two-parter or you know, gotten on with the next bit of the next bit more serialised. I don't know, but I did really like it. I especially liked Silverland's performance or Jacqueline Pierce's performance yeah. in it. And um and that, that one liner from Avon is just it's, it's clearly made science fiction canon. Yeah. You know? it's yeah. It's yeah. Um it's, I really liked it too, but again, yeah, I think that the only the only problem is that there's just bits of it that are a bit long and I think they were put in for filler. Mm. And again, it's just it's just a case of having, you know, a, a, the last episode being Deliverance and Deliverance being the one that they wanted to end on, but <laughs> they call the funny one lines into that one too. Oh no, there's a lot of funny one lines in this one. I feel like it's funny. There's a couple of funny ones about. Um, there's a couple of funny ones. I had them written down. Oh, that's the one by Avon. Maybe I'm wrong. One. Yeah, um, that, that, that one by Avon was the best one. Absolutely, but um. But anyhow, in the meantime, when you look for that, did you have a Brian? Oh, I did have a Brian. My Brian for this episode. Um, I did have a Brian and now I can't find it. Did you have a Brian? How about you go first? Okay. Oh, actually, I've come up with a Brian on the spot. Um, uh, you know what? It's Avon. Oh, yeah, it's going to be, hasn't it? It's, it's got to be Avon. Head. Yeah, it has. Nobody else is funny. Everybody's either dead or dying. Yeah. 
But Avon's not yeah, Avon's only funny for that one bit too. The rest of it and also just the rest of it he's just he's obviously got man flu and he's just yeah, like fuck you all. I hate it. <laughs> but anyway. Nobody's really living their best life in this one. No, no one's living no one's having fun. No, it's not fun at all. No. Um I quite I quite I'm tempted to put Ensor in there, but I will say Avon, but M Ensor's a close. Double Brian! But uh, tend to put Ensor in there just because he's is a doddering old duffer who is living his best life. He's got his fish and his plants and he's marooned himself on planet 98% water and he's living, it might not be his best life, but he's living really independently of the Federation. He's done, yeah. his, he's done some hot shit with his time. But, yeah, he's, you know, he's, he's dying, isn't he? Yeah. Really? Um, and he's also just, you know, lost his son, which is probably the worst thing that would ever happen to a parent. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I don't know. I'm actually not convinced by the performance in that regard. I'd probably just go, oh, just leave me, take Orak, I don't care. I don't know. I don't know well, what I well, do. I suppose, I suppose when you look at, if you look at Orak being the reflection of his personality, he yeah, is really he is. self-obsessed and very – Yeah. Um, and very egotistical. So it doesn't really make – it does make sense that he would want to be saved. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. And I suppose that instinct kicks in anyway, even if, even if dreadful things happen, mm-hmm. especially when, you know, you're up against the Federation and all that rot. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think Blake recognises that they can use him. Mm. So they're going to have a little old man resident on the ship. Yeah, set up the Liberator nursing home wing. Yes. <laughs> He's the only old we ever see, isn't he? Oh, we get a few old and back in Federation back in Federation HQ on Earth. Oh yeah. Like that's some true. of the Vendland and all those lots. Yeah. There's some olds there. Um Oh in the first in the first episode there are a couple oh, of olds. Sarkov's an old. Yeah. He's an old he's definitely an old. He's certainly annoying Christmas lunch old person. I would not yeah. be inviting you him. You don't to, want to give no. him too many sherries or no, no. that was something pretty offensive. <laughs> Be really racist, patronizing, yeah. He'd be the racist, yeah. No, octogenarian at Christmas lunch. Um, no, we get a few olds. I mean, you know, yeah, I suppose you're right. Yeah, I mean, the, the other thing is, I mean, I don't know, once you're old though, you don't want to be, you know, space fighting your way through space on a on a on the liberator. You want to be true. It's funny too because I think it, with this in this era of science fiction and television, they weren't afraid of putting middle aged people on TV as well. Like, uh, I mean, these days, you know, everyone. Everyone who's in, you know, Supernatural or whatever, and they're all like just 18. young and hot and can't act and don't know anything about yeah. rhetoric or anything. They haven't been trained properly. Yeah, whereas back this is um, – These are people who are properly trained Actual actors because this is back yeah. before they realised that it was more important to look good than actually be good on television. And just quietly, everything I know about rhetoric, even though I did three years of English literature and lots of Shakespeare at university, I learnt from Armin Shimmerman on the Star Trek, Star Trek cruise. <laughs> So a bit of a tip of that to Armin Schumann about that because oh, yeah. Yeah, you can now re- really spot good acting and what techniques they're using because that was a great lecture that I went to. Um, yeah, I was um, I was a bit drunk and asleep in my cabin on that. Oh, yeah, sorry, it was, Armin. It was nine a.m. What was it? Was it nine a.m. You must have been just hungover. I, I hadn't gotten to bed till four in the morning. Oh, that's right. That was that night. <laughs> I went to bed early so, could so you could go and see Armin Schumann. Shakespeare lecture. I was like, no, I've done an English no, degree and I taught English. You think you're a nerd? <laughs> I taught English for what? How many years? I was like, um, no, I'm not going to go to a lecture on Shakespeare. Yeah, so they actually did go for quality acting, I think, rather yeah. than you know. And I mean, look, you look at the crew. There, it's a good-looking bunch of people, but, but they're not. They're, they're not, not astonishingly beautiful. No, like they're not. They're out. not ridiculous cheekbones. I mean, apart from Jacqueline Pierce, of course, yes. Jacqueline Pierce. Um, but she's also clearly properly trained as an actress. They, I mean, that's one of the things I really love about old school Doctor Who and old school um, Blake Seven, and even old school Star Trek to a certain extent. They just people didn't. They looked like regular people. They, they looked believable. They didn't look like yeah, obscenely right. handsome or beautiful. I mean, I, I 
I would argue that most of the people who like Seven are obviously handsome, but it's from knowing the characters and how good and, they are, and, and recognizing their abilities as well, and going, "Wow, that's you know, that's 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 actually an attractive person because of how capable they are." Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, Jan Chapel just gets sold short, I think, a bit because of the funny hairdos, mm. but um, she's got an amazing. By the time it gets to well. series, season three, her hair yeah. is fabulous. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't it's taste fabulous yeah, for the whole right. season three, but yeah. Um, so, yes, I, I really love this episode, but um, well, there's more good stuff to come. Like, it's going to be a while before we actually have to get truly smashed and um, do a live voiceover, I think, because the next one is – next one we've got is Redemption, Redemption which, which is, is fun. absolutely awesome. That's great. It's a clanger. It is great. Um, First episode of season two, they, they, they really they, – they busted it out. Yeah, they one. picked up their game. Um, and then after that, it's Shadow, isn't it? I'm pretty sure it is shadow after work. Let me just consult oh, Terry Nations, Blake Seven, blah 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 blah. Terry Nations, full illustrated Blake Seven, the program guide, the definitive handbook to the BBC TV series compiled by Tony Atwood. Uh, yes, it is Shadow. Yeah, Shadow's okay. one of my faves. So we like that one too. Um, and then we- uh, Weapon. And so so in Redemption, mm-hmm. um, you see what Aurac predicts play out, basically. That's, so that's what we're looking forward yeah, to yeah, next, it should be good next fun. week. Next, next week. Um, it is awesome. It is. Um, it's a. It's a really good episode, and it is the first the episode stakes, of season two. And the stakes are high, and it's got a goes at a good clip of a pace. And there's some really some good, good outfits. And there's some good interaction between Blake and Avon. Some great interaction between Villa and the rest of the crew. It's. Just, it's just good. It's yeah. just plain good stuff. There's some good world building. Yeah, it's fun. Looking forward. It's to good it. sci-fi. So yeah, well, let's do that next week. If you want to talk to us on Twitter. Uh, everybody's been. Oh, I haven't checked. I haven't checked Twitter a lot actually. So I check of it now. I'm at Megalula. I'm at Imogen Rights. Um, we are. If you want to hashtag us, it's hashtag classically a. No, C A C S T. C A C S T. Classically a Twitter account, but okay. the hashtag is C A C A S T. Um, Carcast. Carcast. Um, and we have we have a website. Um, classicallyawful.com we have Tumblr classicallyawful.tumblr.com if you want to ask questions specifically you can go to Tumblr if you're a Tumblr user if you're not then I wouldn't I wouldn't just make I wouldn't make a Tumblr just to see us on Tumblr because it's a, it's a culture and if you go there you might never come back um, and uh, yeah, yeah download us on Apple Podcasts we're on Stitcher now as well yeah and can you give us a, a review if you like us um, um, and um, we don't, don't bother with a review if you don't like us yeah no, but but by all means, send us <laughs> feedback about how we can improve things, knowing that there are a myriad of ways we can improve things. Like yeah, I don't know. I, again, I apologise for the audio two episodes ago. I did, I did make a big mess, a big mess. Me- uh, I only no. buttered rum and you're ridiculous. No, no, no. Um, yes, and so we'll. Um, I know there's probably other more. We have to thank um, who's the disco guy. Jeff loves big disco sound for and, our music intro and, and outro. Thank you, Claire Fass, F-A-F-A-A-S, yes. for our logo design. Um, thank you to all our Patreon people and that. And one more thing, I, I have another podcast now. Oh, yes, you have to listen to my sister's um, podcast. If this is this is a very niche podcast. It's um, me and two of my friends um, basically talking about Dragon Age. It's yeah. it's a geek girl bisexual podcast. So if you're interested yeah. in that, check out Bye 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 Cast. I can't imagine how anybody wouldn't be. I haven't listened yet, but I will. Um, and um. it's really fun. But um, yeah, it's, it's basically just three girls having fun and a, cool. and a laugh. Having a laugh. Uh, having a laugh. <laughs> having a laugh. <laughs> anyway, uh, we better go because we've got other stuff to do. Okay. All right. See you later, Bye, guys. Everybody. Bye.